1: everyone welcome to from the kitchen table i'm sean duffy along with my co-host of the podcast my partner in life and my wife rachel campos duffy
2: hello everyone we're back with more conversations from our kitchen table and today sean and i we've been calling for this podcast sean we've been wanting to do this podcast because we think the topic we're going to discuss in this podcast is the most important topic It's the most important thing afflicting America right now. And of course, that is the labeling of conservatives as extremists. And the unbelievable fact that Joe Biden actually did a speech confirming what we thought was happening um, is actually happening. So let's just actually right up here, right from the start, Sean, let's play this clip and remind our viewers of what Joe Biden said about conservatives and which conservatives he's willing to tolerate.
1: Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. So there's a couple of pieces of this that I want to dissect, Rachel. So he's talking about MAGA Republicans and MAGA Republicans are a threat to this country. And if you think a certain ideology, which I want to get into second, but the MAGA ideology is a threat to the country, you have to use every resource of the federal government to attack that ideology, to suppress that ideology, to demonize that ideology. And under that backdrop, it makes then complete sense what Democrats and their agents in the FBI and the DOJ have been doing. We look at the raid at Mar-a-Lago, uh, that they would uh, go into Donald Trump's home into in Barron's bedroom and Melania's closet and search his whole home.
2: In Barron's bedroom, yes.
1: for For documents that they say belong to the federal government. Under I mean this very broad warrant, which we've discussed in the past, that gives them a right to look for anything they can find of a crime of Donald Trump, so they can take him out politically. But Donald Trump,
2: can I can I just go? Sure. I, actually, I, it's it goes further back. In do you see how Machiavellic this plan is? Because one of the first things that happened when Joe Biden was elected was the stand down in the military, because supposedly we had all these extremists, domestic terrorists, MAGA Trump supporters in the military. And they said, we're going to do a stand down and we're going to, you know, try and weed them out. And And believe me, I've had many military people tell me that the forced vaccination of our military during COVID was a purge because it was mostly MAGA Republicans who were, you know, not sure about taking that, that um, that uh, vaccine. So all the way along, we've been seeing pieces of this, I'm still in shock that Joe Biden's handlers, whoever they are in the Obama, former Obama administration, actually explicitly said what we thought was happening. Starting with, you know, January 6th.
1: Right. Well, it's a good point, Rachel. And I mean, I look just to name a few they've now gone after and are trying to uh, uh, prosecute Steve Bannon, uh, one of the architects for Donald Trump in the 2016 campaign, but also worked in the White House with Donald Trump. Uh, They arrested Peter Navarro at the airport, put him in shackles, uh, top advisor to President Trump. Uh, Freedom Caucus members, uh, uh, Scott Perry, uh, with his family, they uh, the FBI came and seized his cell phone.
2: At an airport with his family and other Americans around him?
1: Unbelievable. Uh, remember, they went after Michael Flynn saying he lied to the to the FBI. Um, and, and listen, he was appointed as a national security advisor for President Trump. And in anticipation of that role, was having conversations with russians and chinese and you know foreign countries his job now <laughs> that was, was going to be his job and again they've changed the rules to say oh no you are you know um, leading the logan crimes. act right the logan act and, and you're committing crimes here and now you've lied to us total scam um, but prosecutor Michael Finn. They went after yeah, Roger. Why, why do
2: I know the Logan Act? It's because it's it, nobody knew the Logan Act until my, Michael Flynn. Exactly. Um, and now they've, they've they've the FBI went after Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. Um, they want to seize his phone as well.
1: Well, because Mike Lindell was a supporter of a thought that, you know what? This election wasn't fair. And, you know, in America, you have the right to speak freely about how you think elections went. And Mike Lindell says, listen, this election was tainted. This election was stolen and has given money to the cause of trying to investigate the last election.
2: And if and I recall, in Sean, a free
1: country, you can do that. Well,
2: Hillary Clinton, Stacey Abrams, Kamala Harris, um, karine Jean-Pierre, Pierre, all of these people questioned the 2016 um, election, the legitimacy of Donald Trump. So Democrats are allowed to do this, but
1: re- Michael co- Dell not. No,
2: and, but, and- but nobody else is. And listen, I personally think that the only thing that we need to focus on in terms of the election um, in 2020 is Hunter Biden's laptop. We've done a whole podcast on that. That act alone, the suppression of that laptop was enough to change the election and there are there is very good polling to prove that so anyone questioning the election is not an extremist and as i said it goes on both sides and i think what we're seeing sean is there's no more equal justice there's one rules for democrats we saw that with hillary and, and her emails um but now it's it's not just big figures it's now going down to everyday people.
1: So you, you made an interesting point and it ties into what we're talking about today, which is the, the Hunter Biden laptop. It was the, obviously big tech. We all know this suppressed the story of 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 the foreign deals that that Hunter Biden was having. Um, with other countries and the fact that Joe Biden was actually taking a cut of the money that Hunter Biden was making, selling his father as the vice president. That's big a big guy, the big guy. Right. And it also calls into question, is Joe Biden compromised? And what the key to the story is now that we know after Mark Zuckerberg did his interview was that, oh, the FBI went to Facebook and probably others and said, there's some uh, Russian disinformation that's going to be coming out soon. Yeah. Um, and you probably want to be on the lookout for it. And the next day, this story drops from the the New York Post about Hunter Biden laptop. Oh, it's like this must be the, what the FBI was talking about. You have willing participants in at uh, Facebook. Not hard to
2: twist uh, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg or you know the the Google company or any of these other places or the New York Times. Not hard to convince them that you know they should go with the Russia disinformation. And and they basically they all stops. No one questioned it. Once they that was said, they all went along.
1: So we have Russian. So we have Russian. We have, we have FBI and DOJ interference in the 2020 election by trying to suppress actual evidence that could change the way people vote. Good information, truthful information about Joe Biden and his son selling America out to foreign powers. Potentially Americans have a right to know that before they vote. And now fast forward, it's that very same FBI. That very same DOJ that says, oh, now we have to investigate Donald Trump. As you always make this point, we're not going to look in Hunter Biden's bedroom, but we need to look into Barron's bedroom because that's where the crimes were committed. But this is and, and again, th- th- it's the same FBI that's playing politics, the same DOJ that's playing politics with all the wokesters in there that have gone after Steve Bannon, that have gone after Peter Navarro. It, um, you know, I, And I just wanted I want to finish my list off. Remember Roger Stone? Was arrested in the early morning hours. CNN was tipped off to watch, you know, him get cuffed and stuffed um, as he was, you know, sent into uh, FBI headquarters. George Papadopoulos um, was prosecuted. Michael Cohen, Donald Trump's lawyer, who then turned on Donald Trump but was his lawyer, prosecuted, flipped him. Uh, Paul Manafort, Rick Gates, all people associated with Donald Trump, and if you look at the crimes for which they're charged. It's about, oh, you lie to the FBI. I'm going to tell you what, Um, prosecuting a Republican in Washington, D.C., and saying you lie to the FBI, that's a winner every single time. You can't lose that case as the FBI because 95% of those people in Washington, D.C. that are part of that jury pool voted for Democrats. 5% voted for for Donald Trump and Republicans. So you're going to get partisans on a jury panel and to say the Republican has half a chance in a case in Washington, D.C.? It's just not it's not feasible it's not possible which is why then it's like oh republicans have been convicted of all these crimes or doing all these bad things which by the way if they decide to prosecute donald trump they will do it in Washington, D.C., where oh, yeah. 95% of the people have voted against him. So, again, this is this corruption and rot that has taken place in Washington, D.C., within the FBI, the DOJ, within the deep state. Um, and to your point, Rachel, there's not a there's not a fair shake. Justice is not blind. It's one-sided. A certain set of policies and justice for Republicans, a different set of policies for Democrats.
2: Yeah, I mean, you talk to anyone in Venezuela and they'll tell you the corruption... Um, of the justice system in favor of the ruling party and against their opposition is the sign of, you know, that's the end. That's, that's, that's when you knew, knew that the socialist experiment was nearly complete um, in Venezuela um, and, and the opposition leaders had to flee. But what I see is, you know, you talk a lot Sean, you and I off the podcast about this slow boil, right? They do this slow boil and we start to get normalized these things that seemed literally impossible um you know 10 5 10 15 years ago um you you just would say though that doesn't happen in america um but the speech really shows the next step right because he invoked MAGA republicans not donald trump exclusively which they've already made a boogeyman out of him and he's a little easier to go after and donald trump always said sean they're, I'm just between you and them. They're coming for me because they're really coming for you. Well, now they really are, and in a really shocking story. So, so on January 6th, by the way, you you listed your your list of people um, that the FBI has gone after. They went after 900. They've already charged 910 people in connection with January 6th. Now, a few of those people did things that were, you know, definitely breaking the law. I believe they were handled more harshly than anyone on, you know, during the riots of, of George Floyd, but they've also ensnared grandmas, many of them who weren't even in the building, people who weren't even in the building, who were just there. And by the way, all of the people who went to the, uh, to the, uh, rally outside, um, not near the Capitol, but in front of the, the mall, if you will, in Washington, D.C., The FBI geoforced all of their phones, um, which are geofenced, geofenced. I'm sorry, geofenced. I never thought that could happen in America either. Sean, explain what that means when they geofence you.
1: Well, listen, it's the, they, they partner with um uh, Verizon or AT&T and they're able to pull those records to see who's pinging off what um what towers and they can then isolate and pinpoint what phones are in what locations during that event and if the you know your cell phone pings at that event we can do a reverse lookup and go, oh, that phone belongs to Rachel Campos. If her phone was there, I bet that she was there too. Let's go knock on her door. They also and talk worked to her. with
2: banks um, in some of those geofencing as, as well.
1: Well, with, what they did with banks is they looked at records to see, well, who came from some other state to Washington, D.C. on January 5th and on January 6th and bought a hotel and went to a restaurant, had charges usually maybe in Wyoming or in Utah or in Florida or Texas, Wisconsin. But on those couple of days, they're in Washington, D.C. with charges. Maybe they should look at them, too. And
3: they did.
2: We'll have more of this conversation after this.
3: Don't let your hard-earned savings go unhedged. Call St. Joseph Partners or go to our joint website, kitchengold.net, not .com. That is kitchengold.net and protect your wealth.
2: So, I mean, I thought it was legal in America to peacefully protest, which is what most of the people there did. Um, But anyway, if you put that aside, here's this next step. So this week on Tucker Carlson, um, a New Jersey woman came on, and she explained that the day after Joe Biden's speech, the one we played for you a clip of at the beginning of the podcast, the day after the FBI showed up at her home because somebody, probably a neighbor that was annoyed because she admits that she had a a pro
1: trump a, a pro trump sign, in front, sign in front of her
2: house, somebody called the FBI and said, "I know an extremist. it's this lady my neighbor, whoever." And the FBI showed up at her home. So listen to what it feels like to be an American citizen who supports Donald Trump. I was terrified, and I'll be honest with you, when my daughter woke me up telling me there were three armed FBI officers at my door, I thought she was joking. And I immediately tried to throw clothes on. I called my husband. I was crying. My knees were shaking. And even though I knew I'd done nothing wrong, after seeing Joe Biden's speech the night before, I thought oh my god this is political and i was frightened i truly thought they can take me out of here in handcuffs and i thought i'm in my bedroom i thought am i not coming home so i went outside and i said gentlemen you're scaring me and they proceeded to tell me that they were given an anonymous tip that i was at the capitol on january 6th
1: and so the message of that rachel is you know what if you're a trump supporter If you post things online that support Donald Trump, this radical MAGA movement, we are coming for you. You don't have the right of free speech anymore. We are going to persecute and prosecute you for the thought crimes of believing that you should live in a free enterprise system with free speech, with the ability to own guns and civilly uh, disagree with your government. Those days are gone. And what this does is tells everyone else in her orbit Do not do not do what she did because the FBI might take that
2: sign out of your off of your lawn. Don't wear that MAGA hat. Don't don't go to that rally for that MAGA candidate. And before the midterms, you might be ID'd by the by your neighbor. I mean, by the way. It's so obvious that what happened is it was a neighbor who did this. To me, it's just apparent, but I'll to, or it could be a family member. And I'll tell you, this is again very communist. This is what happened in the Cultural Revolution. This is what happened in Cuba. This is what happened in the Soviet Union. This is what happened in the Eastern Bloc. People who want to who believe the 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 ruling regime's line or want to curry favor with the ruling party, turn in their relatives, turn in their children, turn in their uncle, turn in their co-workers. This is this it's so fascinating to me, Sean. It makes me so damn mad because this president talks so much about unity. He talks so much about bringing Americans together. And all he is doing is dividing the division under Joe Biden is a hundred times worse than anything they claimed to happen under Donald Trump.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I look at the FBI and the tools that are being used, Rachel, to, to go after someone who sits uh, in their home and puts a MAGA sign out in front and posts some things online and the FBI shows up at their door. And then you look uh, out across to the West Coast and to Portland, Oregon, where you have Antifa wearing you know, black attire with with um with masks covering everything but their eyes and then goggles over their eyes and helmets on and sticks and 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 the violence that they have bestowed on law enforcement, the attacks they've had on the federal courthouse in Portland it's a federal courthouse. Mm-hmm. Where has the FBI been in the prosecution of anyone with antifa cracking the antifa network that is raining tear on certain cities across America? They're nowhere to be found because the Democrat Party is aligned with Antifa or many of them are aligned with Antifa, even with Black Lives Matter and those who fomented the violence in our streets um, to burn and 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 beat people in the streets to terrorize diners that were having a meal in an outside restaurant, whether it was in Washington, D.C. or in New York City or other places across the country, the FBI has been nowhere to be found But they can go after Parents who are protesting CRT In a Virginia school Right Oh They're those are the domestic terrorists, terrorists. And so what's- Do you
2: see that You see how that it's just been This use of domestic terrorists Domestic terrorists has been the slow boil The slow boil I'll tell you Sean There's two other um, things That remind me of the communist, um You know th- These parallels be- Between um, What happened in communist countries And what's happening here And one of them is is interesting because it's the media in in the communist countries they had to take out the media in order to get their way um here you don't have to take out the media it's this new way of doing it
1: Oh, they're willing participants. Yeah. They're, 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 well, they're completely participating in, in the liberal Democrat line. Um, and as we saw, it's the media that uh, says to, when Joe Biden calls and says, you need to suppress these folks who are saying things that we don't agree with in regard to COVID, you need to take them offline whether it's Facebook or Twitter, and they willingly complied. Um, and so the, you're right. They do have a partner.
2: And the use of mobs. You just talked about that. The use of mobs to terrorize people. Um, and again, you see that there's this great article and I've got to pull up the, the author of it in just a second so people can go to this um, article. But it, this stuff has all been done before in Europe. In Europe, the, the MAGA party, for example, if, you, if you're in Spain, the Vox party is essentially... The MAGA party, it's it's they they believe in all the same anti-globalists, you know, uh, Spain first in their case, just like we're America first in MAGA. Same thing. But what the European press and the European Union and all the elites have done is any party that espouses those kind of MAGA ideas. But remember, they're for Europe um, is now a fascist. And so they basically just make make people afraid to affiliate with these ideas that they actually agree with because they're afraid of being called fascist. It worked in Europe. Um, And again, their party also is the part the the Vox party, for example, is the party of the working class and much the way there's a lot of parallels and those kind of parties exist throughout Europe, but they are totally um, marginalized by the use of the term fascism, which is very effective, by the way, in Europe, maybe even more so in Europe than than in America. But that is what they're trying to do here. And the question, Sean, and I I ask it to you because, you know, of your time in Congress and your your knowledge of so many of the people, the really close relationships you have with so many people in Congress is what the hell is the Republican Party? doing about this? What are they going to do? I think this is an existential threat to the party because when, when, when Joe Biden says it's the MAGA wing of the party, that's 90% of us.
1: Well, the, and the MAGA wing of the party, he calls it extreme. The MAGA wing of the party, again, believes that we should have secure borders. We should have safe streets. We should have less government involved in our lives. We should actually protect unborn babies and we should protect the Second Amendment.
2: And we probably shouldn't
1: um, castrate children. That We shouldn't castrate children. We should support families um, and, you know, family formation all things that are very traditional americana is what joe biden is saying is extreme because he and the democrat party have gone to this new marxist ideology this new globalism which traditional america is an affront to and they have to attack it and demonize it and destroy it and so i think it's important for the congress to actually do oversight. I've said that a million times, Rachel, the power of the Congress to do oversight and to hold funding hostage, if you will, um, for compliance of that oversight. And, and you so let's say this
2: can happen so let's be, with have, the majority. I mean, uh, with, so oh, so okay you,
1: so let me just if if Republicans take over the majority in the House, but they don't win the Senate, Joe Biden is still the president. Republicans in, in the House can't pass any legislation because Chuck Schumer is never gonna agree with them with Kevin McCarthy, and Joe Biden's never gonna sign it. So you can't pass any bills. But when you control one chamber which Republicans would control the House, you get to do oversight over the administration. Mm. And you also are the are the place in the Constitution where funding begins. You have the power of the purse. And so you can tie your oversight and the compliance of that oversight to the money that you fund these different agencies. And they have to be rigid.
2: But would they be willing to say to the FBI, for example, you either get rid of their top leadership or we're defending the FBI? No,
1: no, 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 no. Nope. They can't. And I don't want them to do that that, because this is this is the purview of the president. He does get to appoint people into the FBI, but the FBI is charged with not being a a political machine for Joe Biden or for any party They're about administering justice in the country. So once you do once you do oversight, then you expose the rot within the agency and then the public hopefully comes uh, comes to um, your aid and puts pressure on Joe Biden and the FBI to clean house and the Democrats as well to go. This is untenable because what could be used against Republicans today? We love it. But that could be used against us tomorrow. Maybe we should stop what they're doing.
2: I, I don't see that happening. And frankly, they play all kinds of tricks. You saw what they did with Dinshenko, the 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 guy involved in the Russia hoax. Um, he gave false information and lies. He,
1: with it to the dossier
2: about the dossier, and then they suddenly made him like a human, uh, a confidential human. What are they? What's
1: resource that resource
2: or asset? Asset, and so then the the house couldn't the house couldn't investigate him because and they it, said, oh, we have, you know, these secret practices and he's under, you know, this umbrella. and You guys can't talk to him. And his name was never disclosed. So he was the key. I mean, if you were able to interview Danchenko, basically,
1: you see the whole investigation, you, see the,
2: you, you just go, OK, this is rotten. this is BS. And this is a BS thing that happened. And the whole Russia hoax was out. So, so, they, so, so they kept him in secret.
1: The aggression of going after Republicans is it's it's smart on their part i'd I 100% disagree with it but it's smart because what they want to do is silence you they want you to think that it's not worth it to stand up and be heard. And if you're silent and you're like, yeah, you know what? Listen, you know, I my job is too important or my business could, you know, get audited by, you know, 87,000 new FBI That's agents. That's another tactic. I'm not willing I'm not willing to say anything. I'm going to let my neighbor do it. Or I'm going to go to the, you know, some political event. I'm going to let those people do it. But I'm not going to.
2: I'm going to let Sean and Rachel talk about it on Fox News. There's a lot of people who are outsourcing their voice to cable news people. And we are not going to change this if it's only people on Fox and a huh. couple people in your town. I mean, it's there, not going to change.
1: There is no cavalry coming over the hill to help America out and save us from this Marxism and attack on Republicans, attack it's on traditional America you are the cavalry and if you don't come to defend her she's gonna go we are going to lose her i'm a firm believer in that and again it's 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 and i and i understand the trade i mean it's like we all want to go like oh listen let someone else do it this is too much for me and if everyone says that this minority group you know of marxists are able to take our country from us everybody has to stand up and i'm and, and i and i bring that up because i think what's so important about donald trump is that when Donald Trump says things from the po- from the podium at his at his rallies and speeches, common sense things, and you see a crowd of people going, oh, my God, he's absolutely right. Common that, sense, right. That gives courage to others to go. Listen, the emperor has no clothes. These Democrats are idiots. These these policies were ever tried. California, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the Illinois, New York. They don't work they are absolute failures and, and what they're trying to make our country into it's what it's never been. And when, so Donald Trump, when he says things from the podium, gives people courage to stand up and repeat it. If you think you're by a Twitter
2: account, they could not give him that because they couldn't let him speak directly. They have every chance they get. They marginalize him from media. They marginalize him from, from social media. Um, There's no question. You're, 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 you're you're absolutely right about that. But yeah, I'm going, I'm, I'm, going to go back to you for another bite of this apple, Sean, because I don't feel like a lot of your colleagues are channeling the anger and frankly, the fear like that New Jersey mom had in her voice when the FBI showed up at her house. I don't feel like they're channeling that fear. I don't feel like they're fighting hard enough for us. I feel like they're and and maybe they they're nervous because they just want to win in the midterms and don't want to say anything. But I just don't think we're in those times.
0: That's shopify.com slash system.
1: I'm going to defend my former colleagues and my (laughs) wife right now. So you're in election season, right? And strategizing, planning, thinking through what you're going to do, the team that you're going to build, how you're going to do your oversight, because I am pretty certain Republicans are going to win the house. Doing that's imperative to hit the ground running on January 3rd when you take over the house. Okay. Really important. Um, it would be foolish for them to say, hey, we're going to lay out this plan right now on what we're going to do with our oversight. And I want to give you confidence that we're going to do
2: it. I'm not saying lay out your oversight plan. That doesn't actually excite me. Oh, I want to hear some outrage. Let me let me play for you a clip of, of of a warrior that I like on the conservative side. His name is Ned Ryan. A lot of you've seen him on Fox News. He is, um, of course, the founder and CEO of the American Majority. Here's what he told Jesse Waters um, the other day talking about this issue.
3: Republicans in D.C. should probably stop despising their
1: base. And then the next step is they should stop being afraid of the corporate propagandists and the semi-senile person in the White House and go on the attack and actually define what is extreme. What is extreme is to actually butcher babies up to the moment of birth. What's extreme is to actually allow millions of illegal aliens in, destroying our border and destroying the idea of national sovereignty. What's extreme is to actually let people advance the idea that somehow mutilating underage children is perfectly normal. What's also extreme is to allow hardened criminals back onto the streets so they can kill again. All America First types want law and order, respecting our national sovereignty, protect the lives of our our children. And, you know, even I even throw in, Jesse, maybe free and fair elections while we're at it. Mm.
2: Yeah, I mean that I guess that's how I wish a lot more of them would talk. Am I am I wrong for wanting that? Well, I
1: think Ned must have listened to a podcast that we had about 3 weeks ago, 4 weeks ago <laughs> when I was saying the exact same thing they I'm have not to not fight back.
2: Not, I'm not saying you're not no, no, but I know you're I'm not saying that that righteous anchor where is it? Especially when it comes to people the the, the federal government attacking and investigating and calling extremists your own voters.
1: So, here's I, so I, th- this is really hard for me to kind of talk about because it brings it
2: brings me back into the House. <laughs> and let me tell you Are me, you getting PTSD? Um, a little bit.
1: <laughs> so, this is the frustration that I can say these things from the House floor. I can say them in a committee hearing.
2: Because they end up on CNN where nobody listens?
1: No, so C-span, C-span, or, C-span, I mean, yeah. C SPAN. I see me in C SPAN. I'm C SPAN, right? yeah. And when Democrats say something, It's amplified by CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, The View might play your clip. Good Morning America might play it too. Like their voice is amplified. So I might be these people that you uh, in the Congress that you're saying you don't appreciate that they're not fighting hard enough.
2: I don't appreciate. I'm not here. I don't know that
1: I don't know that they have a voice that you would hear them unless they're coming on Fox. uh And you know Michael Waltz. You, I think you hear my, the Michael Waltz. Good, You'll hear from no him. You'll hear you know Jim Jordan. You'll hear. So you have the lead Comer, who's going to going to lead the oversight committee. He's great. These guys True. are the leaders of the uh, of the committees and the thought leaders in the Congress, and they're the ones that are saying this is what we're going to do. They're saying the right thing. And the other ones don't have the platform to get on Fox or on other other networks and be heard. So when you hear Kevin McCarthy and Scalise and Comer and Jim Jordan, and that's the leadership of the Republican Party that is going to drive a knife through this issue. And and by the way, if they if they for some odd chance, I'm wrong and they don't do it. The American people are in the Republican base, the conservative base are going to be absolutely livid.
2: Agreed. And so what we're seeing is a style. So I personally I was one of those people that never apologized for Trump. style. I liked Trump style. I liked I felt like we were in a moment in history. We're telling it like it is counts. And actually, as you were describing everything, because we're talking style, I I believe that they're going to do the oversight. I I actually believe that's going to happen. But that righteous anger, I actually feel great about after the the midterms because there's going to be a bunch of latina republicans in the house and i think they I are I'll going bus. to I'm fight kidding. in the way that i like
1: I was, <laughs> I was, that was a joke i love latina women i married one so I, I, know, but
2: I, I think it's gonna I, actually no I, I mean that sincerely i actually like that when i hear um who's the girl uh vega um uh leslie vega leslie Ye- yes, vega uh, mayra flores i mean these women they speak in a way that I can relate to. Like, I love their righteous English anger and I love how clear clear they are. And they don't speak in that Washington, you know, googly gook where they're just trying to be friendly and nice they speak clearly, um, common sense. I'm, I'm excited for after the so, term. Uh, but here,
1: see, but I, this goes back to a point that I, that I always made in Congress and I make even today, which is the Congress doesn't lead. The people lead right so what the people want the congress is a reflection of right. and that's why when you see aoc she's a reflection of her district jim jordan is a reflection of his district these pockets of america send people who reflect their their values and their ideas and i think the folks i mean if you just look at the primaries right now donald trump's record of America first and the people that are winning primaries are not the softy wishy washy.
2: Right. right. It is
1: people who believe that we are going to fight and win for America. On these I, these A ideas young woman who just
2: won in New Hampshire. Um, who was who had actually worked for Elise Stefanik and had worked in the Trump White House. Um, they tried to call her KKK um, and they, they tried to smear her with that. And she just won um, in her primary. And and
1: but she also beat a, a, a Republican who had run, run the last time um, and lost in the general. But he also worked for Donald Trump. So you had two candidates that two yeah, the wow, candidates in the primary had yeah. both worked for Trump uh, themselves, and 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 she won. I, and she was
2: definitely the most um, aggressive what, of the two. Uh, uh, to your point, well,
1: I'm going to Tucker had her on a couple of days yeah. before, and I would imagine that probably put her over the top, where she was able to get a message out on the the top-rated and, cable and news to network. what you just
2: said, having that platform to speak that message again, I think this is a, a cru- this is a crucial election in a way. I mean, our t- economy is tanking. There's all these issues. But Sean, I believe there is no issue more important than the weaponization of the federal government and of law enforcement against American citizens who oppose Um, the ruling party. Um, This is this is dangerous, dangerous territory that we're in. And as much as I care about what happened at the stock market, as much as I care about and I know people are suffering at at the grocery store, this is so fundamental to who we are. And if we lose this, um, we lose this country.
1: Well, you're you're right. And again, um, when you when you use use the FBI and the DOJ to put people in jail, it makes the fight for the school system a lot harder right it makes the fight for life a lot harder because you've weaponized your government against you and this is what authoritarian you know marxist regimes do and that's what's happening right now and so i want to just come back to this point as we close out our podcast and say you are the cavalry you have to stand up and defend people who are being attacked you have to lend your voice to this cause and if you don't no one else is there they are a minority and and they've taken over all these spaces as a minority in government but i think so many people are regurgitating the woke socially and that's in quote socially acceptable lines but in their hearts i don't think they believe it. We all have to stand together and stand up and and push back on this or we're going to or we're going to lose. And I, I love the country too much. I love my kids too much. And i think as as you think about sitting there silently letting someone else defend, you know, america, think about your kids. Think about your grandkids. Think about the history of your life and what you're going to pass off to them to go was this the, was did I really not fight for the greatest country that's ever existed on the face of the earth I let it slip to a bunch of radical Marxists I let it go or if I did lose it I fought like hell to keep it I, I fought like hell to make sure I could pass off what what I inherited I want to pass it off to the next generation. And I fought to make that happen. And I might have lost, but I did all I could to make sure that they don't, they don't destroy this country because that's exactly what they're trying to do. And I'm a firm, I'm, I'm a firm believer that patriots will do that. And, and again, peacefully, peacefully lend your voice. You know, lend your dollars to the cause
2: and lend your support. I love what you were talking about, like when this happens to somebody. So let's say you live in the neighborhood where that poor New Jersey mom had the FBI show up at her house. I hope everyone who was a Trump supporter in that neighborhood line. First of all, love on that woman, support her, let her know that she is not, you know, uh, marginalized, that she is not to be shamed about this. And everybody should. Put maga signs all over their yards. Fill the po- neighborhood with maga signs. Find out who that damn neighbor is who turned her in. Well, I'd um, say,
1: but but also troll sure love on Facebook, troll sure love on Twitter, troll yes. sure love at her house. Um, and yes, I. That's that's a really good point, Rachel. I just want I'm I'm not people gonna get
2: canceled, and then other people don't show up to support them, and that's that's you're part of the mob. If you're
1: not doing that and so i i'm, I'm to silence is violence silence is violence <laughs>
2: isn't that what the leftists? so
1: i i'm gonna I, I there's there's a number of people that everyone listening to this podcast you would all know their names um we've talked about them on the podcast here many times and when they've had bad things when they've been attacked um and when i'm allowed i speak publicly about it but also i've called them individually to go i, I, I stand with you and what's happening to you. Is bo- this bold bleep right that was me bleeping myself um because i think it's it's important i do that too
2: when people when people i know and love get canceled um and i know that they are you know good people standing up and doing what they think is right
1: times it feels dark dark.
2: in their dark moments i'm i always reach out to them i i make a point of that
1: i stand with you personally
2: call them and let them know that i i'm with you i hear you um, and I support you and let me know if there's anything I can do. So I think uh, that those are simple things that we all could do, do. But most, you know, most importantly, we got to vote.
1: Yeah, we have to vote. Um, and vote so, these
2: these authoritarians out, these globalists,
1: we, we do. And so I but again, going back to kind of wrap this up, Rachel, um, the FBI and the DOJ are complete political hacks right now. They're agents and advocates for the Democrat Party. They're attacking Republicans and using the Constitution and, and the power that we've given them to go after one side of the aisle. It's outrageous, and it, it can stop. We can win, but you have to win an election. So you can expose it so we still have enough good people who remember what it used to be like mm. in America to go. We don't do that. Um, and I, this is I hope we don't go here, but I you need smart Democrats to go. This has gone too far. And when they think it can only happen to Republicans, they can kind of be OK with it. But if all of a sudden the tools of the government are used against them, all of a sudden, they're like, whoa, whoa,
2: this but is. They know we're conservatives. Conservatives want to conserve the system. They want to fundamentally transform and blow up the Listen, system and rebuild it, build back better. I'm,
1: I'm telling you they what. You want
2: to build back better. I'm telling
1: better. you what, Rachel.
2: I'm telling rep- you. I, I, You're an optimist, Sean. I do not believe that there just I do not believe there are enough normal Democrats left. I think they have all been put oh, under no. this woke AOC spell
1: when you when, when you see, they
2: know we won't do it. Sean, no Republican I, is going to look at when Don, they're not going to tolerate Donald Trump weaponizing if he wins in 2024. They're not going to tolerate. There are so many Republicans that would stand up against Donald Trump if he weaponized the FBI against Democrats. But that won't happen.
1: At that point, is it weaponization? There's a standard now that's been set,
2: right? And this
1: standard that's now been set, you can't go back to the old standard. You have to use this standard and use it against Democrats. And then they might go. Then let's impeach
2: Biden. Let's go impeach Joe
1: Biden. 100%. Do you think we should? 100% Joe Biden should be impeached. Good. Yes, he should be impeached. I'm with you. Twice. Impeach him twice. There's absolutely. plenty there.
2: I mean, all we, now all we have to do is get a forensic audit on Hunter Biden's dealings 100%. and everything else. The guys compromise. It's very so, obvious. Listen,
1: okay. it, it, a, absolutely. Sean,
2: we, we're gonna end on a on a on a point of agreement here.
1: Listen, I just want everyone to listen to this podcast. Biden. You see, I, I say I say a couple of words, and then that's why Rachel loves Latinas. They just talk over these poor white guys like me that just have oh, to recover in the corner and can't get a word in edgewise with the Latina. <laughs>
3: Sorry.
2: Um, Once she said impeach Joe Biden. You, you, you had me at impeach Joe Biden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's, that, you have to play the... You're saying
2: they won't learn until we actually do to them what they did to us. Yes.
1: And I think I want to go back to the way it was, but I need every American to go, we got to go back. We got to go back to these traditions. And unless they, they, they feel what it's like to go, oh, this is how you can use the power of government against me. I don't really like that. Let's go back to the way we had it before where justice was blind. I'm sorry. Um
2: I just don't believe I honestly I I don't believe that the Republican Party has the guts. Oh,
1: she of they call her she of little faith. Well, with that disagreement on a disagreement and agreement. Mm-hmm. Um on 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 a, a agreement on Joe Biden's future and disagreement on whether the Republicans the have there. the guts
2: and the heart to do it. <laughs>
1: um I wanna thank you for and <laughs> participating in a little Duffy family feud here on the pod on the podcast <laughs> and, and navigating these very difficult topics. And, you know, you got to laugh sometimes, but this is serious.
2: It's serious stuff.
1: And um,
2: we know you guys are talking it, about it around your own kitchen tables
1: and with your kids. So save America. Stand up lend your voice to the cause um, of freedom and your kids will thank you. Your grandkids will thank you. And so Rachel and I, thank you. Um, it's too important. To let it go.
2: If you like this podcast, be sure to rate and review it, wherever you rate and review your podcast, subscribe to. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely subscribe. You'll get the notice that the podcast is up and ready to go.
1: Maybe one day in the future we could talk about my favorite foods that you make. Like it's, uh, it's tortilla de patata, but as I call it, potato de patata. Um, I don't say my Spanish words very well. God, but where
2: are you talking about? I don't know. I'm just right thinking
1: now. about getting hungry. I mean, as I said, at the kitchen so. table, I want Rachel to. Yeah,
2: we should. you know what? We are actually going to do um, some food base. Um, we've been talking Fair about well. that.
1: I, I, must, be hung, hum, I must, must be hungry. I must be hungry. At, at that, table. no,
2: we're gonna go feed Sean.
1: All right. With that, listen, everyone, thanks for joining us. We appreciate uh, you tuning in and and, uh, and and engaging in our conversation with us. Again, rate, review, uh, subscribe to From the Kitchen Table. And until next week, have a good one. Bye, everybody.